scream. It's like, oh, oh better, better go, go take the babies out of the fridge. <laughs> you could. That's like a news station. Forty. Forty. Hey guys, it's episode forty. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Christina. I'm Amanda. And this is I'm Sorry What the Podcast. And I'm Amanda. And that's <laughs> Christina. I already said that. I know. Why are you making it you're making it fucking weird? Because <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I'm just, uh, I have to say weird things are all done. Or I'll die. I have to say weird things are all die. Uh how you doing? I'm good. It's been a stressful week. I'm ready. I leave tonight at midnight for my vacay and I'm ready for it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> well, chicka chit. <laughs> it's so weird that we you quote a walk to remember and a lot a lot fucking more than you would think. <laughs> but it's not the cute things. You little chicken chit. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Oh boy. And you're gone for what, five days, six I'm days? gone, I come back on the thirtieth. <laughs> so it's the 25th today oh 24th today i smudged my glasses the 30th it's isn't the that a wednesday it's a oh wait no i come back tuesday night i was gonna say should i be planning to stay here again no <laughs> no no well you're you're back up in case we like in a car accident or something well right but i mean planning planning to no and i'm watching the pups she Amanda is in charge of keeping my dogs alive. No pressure. And and BD. Well, it's fine. Of, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything. Everything's fucking fine. It's only like three nights for me because yeah, I don't I'm have to the most the worried weekend. about you having to fight with Sophie in the morning to get her in the house because ah, she's I'm not an concerned. asshole on the highest level. I'm not worried. Amanda will get her mom voice out and scare her into submission. Yeah, don't try me, kid. <laughs> That's even my, okay, even my, like, co-workers now, it's really funny because she goes, it's like you can tell when this kids see that you're looking at them <laughs> because I'll say something and they turn around to say something and they see that you're looking at them too and they go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, it's not like I'm a yeller or anything. They I've just got, don't want to disappoint me. I've, I've, just, I've got the fear of God into them. <laughs> They just know I have expectations. <laughs> Fucking watching you, kid. <laughs> right? Uh, How I'm about a... your week? It's fine. It's, uh... It's gonna be a busy, like, three weeks after this. Yeah. Slash, like, after... Well, starting today. Because you have your nannying job. Yep. So I'll be doing this. She'll be watching... She'll be dog nannying and human nannying. And yep. then, then followed nannying. by human nannying. Babysitting tomorrow night. May or may not be going down to Iowa on the weekend. Haven't decided yet. Depends on how much time mm -hmm. I have for life. And then during the week, it's just the normal stuff. Dog sitting until Tuesday. And then, you know, trying to get my head on straight. Get my Halloween costume together. But, random thing. Turns out I took Halloween off, too. Not just the first. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, I was like, hey. Jenny. My boss. Why do I have Halloween off? <laughs> She's just like, uh, you requested it? I go, 
yeah, I don't remember why. So I really <laughs> hope it's not anything important because I would love to have some hours back. <laughs> What'd you say? She goes, God, I hate when people do that. <laughs> So we have this new girl that just started and she's retired. So she wants to be able to continue getting like her retirement benefits. So she only works like less than 20 hours a week. Yeah. And she was scheduled for 22 next week. So she was looking to drop hours anyway. So I just was like, oh, can I come in or can you come in at like 11 rather than 730? And Mm -hmm. I'll just take that chunk. So I made a few hours back, but I still only have a half day on Halloween. So it's random. (laughs) thing that was like a surprise and I was like I mean I'm, I can take it off like if you don't have anywhere to put me in it's fine I just didn't realize that I asked for it off and I was like, did I ask for it off for a reason was I doing something during the day now I'm second guessing myself but it's fine so I have that and the first off we're gonna first, have fun yeah we're gonna have fun it's gonna be a good time I'm gonna use the first to kind of get my life together because then I babysit again on that Saturday before Sunday when I start doing overnights and yeah your life is gonna be hectic yep overnights for two weeks mm-hmm woohoo but it'll be good it'll be good and I'll make good money and it'll like make a good like dent in my life and get everything a little yeah. more back on track and I found an apartment did I tell you that <gasps> yay yay December which is perfect since Woo! 17th is when I'll be done doing my overnights anyway, so I'm like, then it's like a week and a half until then. Where is it at? In Rochester, in those same buildings, but in the one that's, like, in the middle, not right behind that. Is that the first building you were in? Yeah! The same one that Jesse and I was in, but it's the upper level this time, so that makes me feel better. And it's two-bedroom. Six twenty-five a month. You can't go fucking bitch, bitch. Bitch. But yeah, so, and it's a six-month lease, so then I'll be done with that by May. And... We'll see where we're at at that point. Yeah. But yeah. That's that, exciting. I have a place for the winter now, so and that you makes can do me an so office. Mm hmm. I can, like, actually be a human. There'd be so much room for activities. I know. We can record there. I know. We can have a podcast studio. It can legitimately be, like, our our space. Our space. Our spice. Our spice. Like cayenne. I mean, it's also going to have my inventory in it, but it's fine. Like cayenne. Because you have spice. <laughs> I didn't left the first time. <laughs> I know, so I said it again. <laughs> just wanted to make sure the not, joke sunk not, in. Not gonna last. I mean, tiny, time. tiny brain. <laughs> Did it sink into your little almond fucking brain? <laughs> your or little, little cashew sized <laughs> little fucking walnut brain? <laughs> or should I say it again? <laughs> Cayenne! Because it's a spice. <laughs> Got it! <laughs> Um, I got a cool thing. So I was, we were walking on last Thursday, we went to dinner down at the VFW. Hey, silence your shit. You told Linda to turn the game down and not to yell, and then you don't even turn your sound off. By the way, assholes, I am missing the Vikings game for this shit. So you better fucking like it. And everybody in the nation laughed at her all at once because it's the Vikings. And you know for a fact We're number two in the NFC, and yes, we will eventually choke on a dick, just like we do every year. (laughs) But I am a diehard fan, and they are my boys! Us Minnesotans are very loyal. We're very loyal, even though they constantly disappoint them. Us, just like I do my parents. (laughs) Well...
That went dark real, real fast. <laughs> my job. No, anyway, so we were going down to the VFW for dinner. Back to my story. Sidebar. <laughs> um, and uh, my neighbor from behind us came out. So, hi, Paula. Came out and went, I love your podcast. Oh. I was like, Paula, thank you. Oh. So, shout out to Paula. She oh. shared it with her sisters and they all think it's funny and... Well, that's She's nice. like, I love hearing about your parents. It's so funny. And I was like, oh, oh. Well, that's nice. And then dad, for the road trip, he's like, could you set me up with your podcast and we can start listening to it? And I was like, oh, he's going to hear all the shit I talk. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. It's fine. Don't act like you don't say it to his face. I know. I do say it to his face. But I'm like, he's going to hear all the shit I've said in the last 40 episodes. <laughs> Girl. There hasn't been a filter. <laughs> I... I, I'm just trying to imagine if Bill <laughs> Bill would beat like, my ass if we <laughs> not just your ass he'd make me I, get a whooping <laughs> I would be so far not in existence any longer <laughs> that I wouldn't have been born in 1988 alright that's the <laughs> with his brain this would happen <laughs> just like that's it just the power she isn't here the power gone. of his brain he would make you disappear gone fucking back to the future shit i start fading away <laughs> not in any pictures anymore they're like why why, why are you holding your hands just like that i don't fucking know eventually just settle into dust <laughs> <laughs> all right should i tell you a story i i mean i would love to hear a story you're gonna like this i forgot what this was i know like, you did we, were, we had that conversation i know we were in subway and you're like what are your stories about i'm like i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's been a while and then i opened it i was like oh, oh yeah man is gonna be mad a man's gonna like this one okay, love it so i'm gonna tell you the story the murder of arliss perry this is the sounds of amanda getting settled <sighs> ready i think so okay you sure Arliss. Arliss. Perry. She, she grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, where she and Bruce D. Perry were high school sweethearts. Hi. Um, the pair married in August 1974, and Arliss moved to Stanford University with her husband, who was a sophomore pre-med student. Okay. So, um, at the time of her murder, she had been working as a receptionist at a local law firm, and they had been living on campus in the, um, it's the, it's called the Quillen House at the Escondido Village. They were like, it was like campus housing for married couples. Okay. And then around 11.30 p.m. on the night of October 12th, uh, in 1974, they had an argument about their car's tire pressure. So it was just like a stupid marital argument. A piddly little back and forth. And Arliss, who was kind of, she was very spiritual, and they had this big blow-up or whatever. She told her husband she wanted to pray alone. And there's a church near their, um, their their housing that she would go to all the time and say her prayers and just think and then come back. Okay. Um, so she walked to the church on campus, and he went into his room and laid down and went to bed. And he became very concerned when he woke up and his wife hadn't come home. And it was about 3 a.m. Okay. So he called the Stanford police and immediately reported her missing. Officers from the county sheriff's office went to the church, reported all of the outer doors were locked. Okay. And then on the morning of... Oh, by the way, this could start very quickly. I'm really excited. Okay. <laughs> on the morning... Uh, that morning, the next morning, which was Sunday, October 13th, the security guard, Steve Crawford, opened the door... 
to the church at approximately 5.45 a.m. and discovered the body of Arliss Perry. She was at the real memorial, rear of the memorial church's east transept near the altar. Okay. So she's kind of near the front of the church. Right. Laid out. Um, she was found face up. An ice pick was sticking out of the back of her head. What the heck? Face up, ice pick. So is she like... Impaled on an ice pick, her head was. Okay. And the handle of it was broken off and missing. And then uh, there were signs of strangulation and a struggle. The police also noted that Perry was naked from the waist down. So probably a sexual assault. And a three-foot-long altar candle was inserted into her vagina. What the fuck? I ha- What? I hate... Hate. It's just like fucking Ted Bundy. He loves sticking shit in people's vaginas, like fucking hairspray cans and shit. I don't understand. Okay, I'm sorry. No, impotent. I'm... He's fucking impotent. Just... Raping her with a fucking candle. What the hell? Okay, this is a short story, but I I knew it would be fine because of things like that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, I I don't have anything. I to hate add. Everything, everything about you that. just said is every thought in my brain. So I what the fuck is basically. <laughs> Sum it up. And then another candle was laid out on her chest between her breasts. So she was posed this way. Ice pick in the head, candle between her boobies, and in her vajay. Yes. And those altar candles are like... No, girl, I know. Don't like that. Okay, Um, ouch. And then she had been severely... (laughs) Just makes me clench. I know. And she had been severely beaten. Like, pick a method, first of all. You're just all over the fucking place. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. All right. I hate that. Yes. Okay. So, Crawford told the police he'd locked up the church a little after midnight. He'd rechecked the doors around 2 a.m. on his second, like, patrol. Okay. And everything was still locked. And then when he visited the church at 5.45 a.m. to open it for the day, he found the west side door open and it had been forced from the inside. So they were in there when he locked up. Yes. That's, that's fucking what... scary. Yes. So investigators found semen on a kneeling pillow near Perry's body. And they also found a palm print on one of the candles. Neither the semen nor the print matched Bruce Perry or Crawford definitively. Okay. And the Santa Clara County Sheriff also ruled out any links between Arliss's murder and three previous killings dating back to February of 1973. Okay. Um, Bruce was, her husband was an initial suspect, but was quickly ruled out, basically. Well, yeah. So at least seven people were in the church during the night of October 12th. In the morning of October 13th, among them were Arliss and Crawford. Four other people were identified. A seventh was not. A passerby noted this young man was about to enter the church around midnight. He had sandy-colored hair and wasn't wearing a watch, was of medium build, and stood about five foot ten. But they had never identified him. Okay. So the case remained open and active for many years and was never officially closed or treated as a cold case. It was always an active investigation. Right. So... One theory was that the death of Arliss Perry was the work of a satanic cult. It was the 70, late 70s, early 80s, so... That's about... When satanic, satanic pan- panic started. Yep. 
Um, it suggested that there was a lot of theories. There was a whole book about her murder and the fact that it was connected to sat satanic rituals around the area and yada, yada, yada. Um, basically, of Satanists of Bismarck, North Dakota, they thought may have gone there to kill her <laughs> on the instructions. <laughs> they sound so evil. Yeah. The Satanists of, <laughs> of Bismarck, North Dakota. Don't you know the devil is in us? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, up here in Bismarck, there's a lot of demons, you know. There's a lot of demons. The up devil there is in everywhere. Fargo, it's real bad. It's Oh, Fargo is even worse than Bismarck, you know. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, they sound okay. really, really dark. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also... <laughs> just take that. I'm just going to repeat this, Satan. It is suggested that a satanic cult killed Perry on the instructions of Satanists from Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> oh, you better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I just thought... I can't even believe that was a serious theory, but it was. It was. Um, so that wasn't it? No. Oh. No. Um, serial killer David Berkowitz, okay. son of Sam, yep. mentioned Perry, the Perry murder in a few letters, suggesting that he had heard details of the crime from Manson 2, which is the alleged script, like, the, who was the alleged culprit. I, I didn't really get what all that meant, but basically David Berkowitz, in one of his ramblings, made some mention of her, so they thought that, that he either knew or... Knew more than what was letting on. Or he from, heard about it in the fucking news. I don't know. I feel like from from fucking New York. Yeah. Um, it might be tough for him to get to Bismarck and, and lay his hands on things. But it's but like, he was actually interviewed. Okay. Um, but it was a, like, a, uh, investigative journalist interviewed him. Okay. And he just determined that he didn't really have anything of value to offer. Right. Um... However, but he had, he, 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 his first mention of it, he had volunteered information about the case without being prompted. So it was in a letter. He wrote, Arliss Perry hunted, stalked, and slain, followed to California, Stanford University. Interesting. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird. Huh. However, in 2018, Crawford Fresh. was definitively linked to the murder. Following a more advanced reevaluation of the DNA test. So the security person? Security guard did it. Fuck, you sicko. On June 28th, as police, they arrived at Crawford's residence, though, with a search warrant, he committed suicide by gunshot in front of the cops. Oh, so he was like, he did it and he was not going to go to jail. Yeah. They are now opening a full investigation to determine if Crawford was a serial killer. Not surprised, because you don't just do that. Yes. When you just do a one-offer. So, Crawford uh, was has a lot of similarities to the Golden State Killer. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't set off any alarm bells for those who knew him, neighbors. Um, Crawford's landlord said that the retiree was a good guy, never had any problems, who had a series of nice bronze statues of horses with Indians on them. Those oh. just... Those statues were from Stanford University because Crawford was arrested in 1992 for thefts committed in the 70s of rare books and art from Stanford's libraries. 
and yeah. the anthropology department. Yeah, he sounds like a really cool guy. So, a series of thefts doesn't really make him, like, a psychopath or a sociopath. Well, no. But... But it shows it, that there's he a has lot of the... start. There's a lot of serial killers who started in petty crimes. Well, yeah, that, it's it like just, another viable thing. So. It just shows that he has the um, wherewithal to be able to do something that is illegal or something that right. is not morally okay. Yes. So in this investigation, they are looking at similarities that Crawford had to other serial killers that were acted in during that same time. So the Golden State Killer, Dennis Rader, BTK. Um, Crawford was a military vet, had once been an armed police officer, his job had been reduced, and he had been, like, fired, and then was basically regulated to an unarmed security guard. Okay. Um, so that could be a trigger for... Right, losing some of the authority yep. that he had. Um, and he was actually fired from his job in law enforcement due to shoplifting. And then Craw they said that Crawford was so mad he reportedly found ways to exact revenge against the university... For and so he stole art and books and murder and the murder of Arliss Perry again seems like a huge kind Leap. of step up right. from stealing books, you know. Right. Um. So they're right now they're kind of doing it's not like a active they're doing like an investigation but it's not like he's a serial killer we're, we're running to try all these murders they're basically looking for a possibility that right. he was active for links. And um. They found. Serial killer literature in his home. Okay. And he had... The the police... The county sheriff's office has kind of assembled a chart of unsolved homicides they are looking at for when he was living in the area. Okay. So three unsolved possibilities are the 1973 strangulation murder of 21-year-old Stanford grad Leslie Perlov. Okay. The murder later that year of the physics students, David Levine. So those murders that he yeah. was said they had no connection. They're now going back and looking at those. Mm -hmm. And then the murder of Janet Taylor, who was also 21, and she was found strangled and barefoot in a ditch in early March. They all had the same age range. All of the murders involved strangulation or stabbing. Right. Um... They are attributing now to all of those theories and all of the uh, investigation about the satanic to the satanic panic. Mm -hmm. And they believe that Crawford murdered her and then set it up to look like that to throw them off the trail. Dude, there's so many cases at that yes. time that they got so thrown off by this stupid red herring of like, well, maybe Satanists were involved. Yes. And it's like, mm, maybe it was like the husband or the this person who's like... Clearly somebody who was connected to it somehow. Speaking of which... Well, what so, did he do? No, so the satanic elements needed to be regarded with skepticism in most cases in mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s. Um, Satan worshippers have long been accused of the, of heinous crimes when frequently it's those crimes are staged by another killer to make mm -hmm. it look like a Satanist. So I have a list of some. Okay. So Jeanette De Palma... In 1972, a dog came striding, came back to her owner's home carrying a decomposing arm. Yep, I've totally heard about and that. And about later, about a month later, someone discovered the remains of missing 16-year-old on the Devil's Teeth Cliff in Hoodale Quarry. Her body was allegedly surrounded by creepy artifacts, including a makeshift little crosses. Um, the, the baby X, have you heard of that? Mm-mm. 
So the infant's remains were found in Rupert, Idaho in 1989. The baby had been dis- disemboweled, dismembered, and then burned in a barrel. What the fuck? Um, a little boy claimed he'd witnessed the horrific crime, but his story was later discounted. The child has never been identified, but in the late 80s was the height of satanic panic, so naturally Satanists were suspected. Um, but the baby's cause of death prior to mutilation of its body was never able to be determined, and they are actually now believing that it was a baby that was discarded by their mother and they were attempting to cover it up. Well, it just fed into the whole, like... So these are all murders that they may not be solved now, but they're all ones from the 80s that are now being re-looked at because they were discounted as, like, Satanists did it and they're they not going to solve them, so they're now re-looking at some of these cases, like... So this last right. one I thought was kind of cool. Um, Carter was, I think he was homeless, and he was asleep in San Francisco. This isn't cool, but it's fucked up. I meant to say, I'm sorry. It's not cool <laughs> that he killed. kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it's staged is fucking weird. So he was asleep in San Francisco's Golden State Park. His he-, he was killed. His head had been removed, and then a chicken head was stuffed into his neck. What the actual fuck? Police were baffled, called in an expert specializing in the occult. They said that Carter was killed as a sacrifice during dark rituals by worshippers connected to a bizarre splinter sect of Santeria. Okay. And um, the same expert predicted Carter's head would be found in a crime scene 42 days later in accordance with the ritual. But the expert wasn't taken seriously. Carter's murder remains unsolved and there was nothing else done. I mean, I don't want to say that would make sense, but Santeria does use yeah. a lot of, like, chickens and that sort of thing. I know, have that song stuck in my head. You know, practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> I had a million dollars, but I, I, I spent it all. <laughs> so I was like, this is a short story, but Amanda's gonna like it. No, it was good. It was good, really interesting. I So all along it was just the fucked up security guard with I just locked it up and everything issues. was fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. Liar. You're, you're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. Ready? I am. Whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, why would I say I am? I'm sorry. I had to get it out. Okay, go. I don't believe you. It's gonna continue and you know it. So I'm going to tell you about the Wanuamato Mankutu lifting. God bless you. Yes. It is uh, an exorcism in the Maori religion. Maori. Maori? Yes. Yeah. Maori religion in New Zealand. Okay. So they don't necessarily call it an exorcism. It's a lifting of a curse. Of witchcraft or sorcery. Okay. Not necessarily taking a demon out, but... A little bit of voodoo kind of a little thing? Bit of, a, little a little bit, bit of, of both, Santeria? though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> um, the Maori religion encompasses a variety of religions. Um, all from the indigenous Polynesian people in New Zealand. Okay. And from what I could read, it was very similar to, like almost like Greek god type of things where they have each element has its own entity that is not necessarily a god, though. It's just, like, what represents them, and they each have their own life force. Okay. Uh, 
kind of interesting. Can't get too deep into the specifics no. because it would get really boring. There's so many um, rabbit holes that uh, you would yeah, go down. Because it's, you know, encompasses a variety of religions. Mm-hmm. So generally, that's about where I got to. Um, I'm going to tell you about the case of Janet Moses, a 22-year-old. And her Makudu lifting in October of 2007, where her 14-year-old cousin was injured and she was killed. Oh, no. Right? Don't like that. Before the lifting, Janet suffered a lot, the loss of her grandmother and her relationship was on the rocks. She was a mother of two. Everything was going a little crazy. Is the lifting, is that like their version of an exorcism? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I was clear on that yep nope that's uh they're that's what they consider lifting the curse with witchcraft sorcery got Um, it so forensic psychiatrist reese tapsell told the told a documentarian that it's difficult to be certain of what happened there's evidence uh of her becoming psychotic having extreme changes in mood and whatnot beforehand um, but she's 22 and that's usually when bipolar, like, bipolar schizophrenia, any of those mm-hmm. mental illnesses usually set in. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she had some onset, onset mental illness, but there was a concrete. Okay. So this is kind of a random weird fucking thing. So her family stole a concrete lion from in front of a hotel in town. Because somehow, like, so their family emblem was a lion, Mm -hmm. and they stole this, and they felt that the spirit or the energy attached to that lion is what... Made her go crazy. Yeah, basically is what possessed her. Because they stole something, and it was their punishment or Mm -hmm. whatever, because they angered the elements. Exactly. So they, they think that that's what possessed her... And it was a whole it was a weird, thing. like, it whole it's thing. so everything it that I read. Thing. So I read like three different accounts of the story mm-hmm. and they were all a little bit different and none of them really like explained why they stole the line in the first place. What made them like, didn't want she to. steal it? I don't know because it said that their, her family did and that, because okay. I that thought, they, Go ahead. When I because I've heard of this story before, and for for whatever reason, I thought it tied to her because she took it. I think it was in her house, but I'm pretty okay. sure it was her family that had taken it. So I think it was where she was living, and that's why they thought it possessed her. Okay, maybe um, that's what it was. But I mean, who knows? Like I said, everything said something a little bit different. So maybe she did take it, and mm-hmm. maybe I have a very vague recollection of this. I don't have a. Um, but her family became concerned with her behavior and they consulted a Kumatu, which is an elder. God bless you. <laughs> in the Maori religion. His name is Timmy Rani. Rocky. I always say N for whatever reason. I read it out loud when I wrote it. I was like, Ronnie? Ronnie! It doesn't even say it. There's no Ron, N. stop! <laughs> Rahi. Okay. Um... I'm just going to say Timmy. Timmy! Timmy blessed her, prayed over her, and told her family to return the lion. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. So they did, and Timmy also told the family that they would have to carry out the healing in what they thought was the most appropriate way. So he didn't necessarily say, 
she's possessed, she needs to have a Makudu lifting. He just said she needs some spiritual healing. And her family jumped to... She's possessed. She's Let's possessed. Let's figure this out. So they had the entire family come over, basically. Oh. Um, after Timmy left... <laughs> Bye, Timmy. long Makudu lifting was done to her, mostly by her maternal side of her family, um, in her grandmother's flat, who had just passed away not long before that. There were, like, 40 family members present. That's intense. Yeah. That's a lot of humans for a flat. Dude, there was like 25 people at that family gathering I was at the other night, and it was so fucking loud. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, um, hard pass. Right. Well, and it's, it was not technically a Makutu lifting, because it was improvised, and no one in the family was really knowledgeable of the exact procedure, but they knew the general idea of it. Wait, pause. Between this type of thing and what happened in our first episode with which which type of exorcism a hastily plant organized right or a hastily organized thrown together no professional there right <laughs> which well, one would you rather do well and it's pick. like oh my god i can't nope I refuse. <laughs> you won't pick i refuse <laughs> but it's it's just so like they just threw it together they're like this is what Seems like should be done. Okay. Oh, 40 episodes in, we're bringing it around. Oh, look at that. Oh, look, look at that. Oh, <laughs> it's just like full circle, man. It's, it's the circle. Are you fucking life. high right now? <laughs> Are you high? I mean, I was eating Cheetos. <laughs> Honey Cheetos, to be fucking exact. Honey Cheetos. Dude, let me tell you, we're going to sidebar for a minute while Amanda has a sip. Just a sip ski. Um, I've discovered Honey Cheetos. Sounds fucking weird. Tastes fucking delicious. I mean, they're a little weird, but they're good. Yeah, they're good weird. Sorry, continue. Uh, so Janet's family refused to bring her to the hospital before performing this ceremony, which was one of the things that Timmy had suggested, like, getting her seen. Yeah, a weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, her family began throwing bowl after bowl of water on her and sucking the demons out of her eyeballs. With what? While holding her down and restraining her. They would lean over the woman, place their mouths over her eyes, and suck <laughs> the demons out of her eyeballs. Oh my god, that is fucking nightmare! They would also, like, scratch at her eyes and try to pull- Okay, yeah. wait, no. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we need to just stop and marinate okay, on this yep, for a sucking second. sucking eyeballs. That's so fucking gross. I don't even want a mouth anywhere near my eye. That's like, ew, no, mm -hmm. stop it. That's like a wet lips sucking on your eye. <laughs> hey, Chris. Wait, Chris. We need to stop for a second. I want you to just think about wet lips sucking on your eyeball. I know you have an eye thing. <laughs> that, oh. This one's for you, Chris. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. <laughs> so... Her struggling for life was seen as the demon fighting for life. For whatever reason. Um, Janet begged them to stop. And then they would blame that also on the demon. That they were trying to play games and yeah. get them to stop. Uh, the family members restrained... Or it stayed there for multiple days performing the ritual. Some urinated in their clothes. Wore adult diapers peed on towels in order to stay 
during the ceremony and be all able while to... sucking on her eyeballs. Yep, yep. That's, I just can't get over that. I'm just. Yeah, it's gross. Though it's... that's so. When I first okay, I was so like, the what first... do you mean? How do you get? <laughs> the first thing that I read about it, they were talking about. They didn't go into detail, and they were talking about how she had injuries to her eyes from them trying to claw out the demons. I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. But they didn't say anything about it. And then another article I went into was talking about how they were sucking the demons out. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? What, what do you mean? <laughs> so she was, like, injured around and in her eyes from them, like, pulling at her eyes and trying to... Yeah. That was the clawing, was them trying to pull the eyes open so that they could suck the demons they could see in her eyes out of her eyes. Yep. So that was fun. That was a fun thing to read sitting alone in a house. Made me really uncomfortable. Also... This eyes thing just reminded me. One of our stories, we must have had a killer where they removed eyes. I've had, like, three people in the last, like, couple weeks ask me, what happened to the eyes? And I'm like, I still don't fucking know. And Nobody knows. And then the third person, who I was like, why do people keep fucking asking me about this? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it was the... The eyeball killer. The eyeball killer. I'm like, yeah, but nobody fucking knows. We don't know what happened to the eyes, guys. We don't... I don't know. I don't know. Stop fucking asking me. I don't fucking know. I'm just kidding. No, I definitely have gotten those questions, too. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I We know there. what we told you. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> God. So they peed themselves so that they could, like, stay there for the whole ceremony. Oh, that's um, gross and smelly. There was a point when her 14-year-old cousin's eyes rolled back because she was about to faint because this was just fucking Because it smelled like urine. There was 40 people in a small flat and it was probably really hot. Out of control. So she rolled, her eyes rolled back. The family thought that the demons had jumped to her and she had become possessed now and they started throwing water on her as well. Nearly killing her, the girl said afterwards, she said... It went blank. I think that's when they nearly lost me. I don't feel they were trying to hurt us. They would have had their reasons. So, I mean, if you look at the religious side of things, mm -hmm. like, she's looking at it like, I mean, if they thought that, then, I mean, that they thought that it was out yeah, of the best intentions. Yeah, but none of them were trained. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I get stuck on. It's not the religion aspect. If that's what you believe, and that's what you believe. But in every religion, you have a priest or a priestess or, like, an elder or whatever. Yeah, that, someone that who is... knows how to actually, like, do the ritual you're trying to do. Oh, yeah, no. In a, in a like, safe way. I know, I totally agree. It's just, it's wild. She also said that both her and Janet at one point had broken free, but they were quickly re-restrained. Um... That I just can't imagine that like feeling like you got away and then it's like and it's your family right. yeah like it's not. Eventually, Janet's jaw locked up, and her family thought that it was the demons trying to stop them from getting water to them. So, they pried her mouth open, and that's when she drowned because she couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah. So she drowned. Um. While performing the lifting, there was so much water used that the carpet was soaked, and the family was soaked, and they had made little holes in the floor in order to drain water. Um, Janet's eyes were injured and clawed at by her family from picking out the demons. That's where it said from a different article, picking out the demons. Ew. Um, 
neighbors reported hearing rhythmic stomping and thumps all night long. And they also heard them chant, go with peace and love. Go with peace and love. That's terrifying. Um, Right around 8 a.m. on the 12th of October, Janet had died. Both of our stories happened on the 12th of October. Really? Yeah. It's fucking weird. (laughs) I'm really uncomfortable now. Mine was 2007. Mine was 1974, but they both happened on October 12th. Oh, funny. (laughs) That's fucking weird. So the 12th is when she died in the morning. Her father traveled through the night to go support his daughter and wasn't even told of her drowning, even though she had died at 8 in the morning, until he arrived at 4.30 that night. Um, and this was 2007, so it's not like people didn't have cell phones. Bitch, you had a razor. Don't act like you right? didn't. Exactly. You had that pink or gray flip phone. Don't even lie. And one of the sources that I read said that he called the police when he got there. Mm-hmm. But then another one said that neighbors called the police. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what exactly happened or if all of them called the police. Who fucking knows? Somebody call the fucking police! Somebody call somebody! (laughs) Uh, A huge argument throughout the trial, once this had gone to trial, was whether or not Janet was a consenting participant in the lifting or not. Uh, There were 101 witnesses called during it, um, and it lasted for 29 days. Most of the witnesses were, like, cultural and religious experts. Yeah. So they just kind of discussed the differences between what is and what is not considered a religious, whatever, ceremony. Um, It was a 20-hour long deliberation before convicting five of the eight family members that were um, put to trial. Originally there were nine, but one of them was let go by the judge mid-trial because there was no founded reason for them to be there. So why, if there was 40 family members there, why were there only nine? I think there were only the the eight or nine that actually, like, held her down and mm. did the physical stuff with it. The other ones were there as, like, religious, they were the ones in the spiritual fucking support. Chanting. Yeah. Um, there are names not listed for most of them, well, for some of them, because in New Zealand they uh, have a closed policy where if you are underage... Or the people involved are underage. They do not release names, information, really. So a lot of it is not mm-hmm. able to be read. All, all were convicted. All that were convicted were given uh, community-based sentences. So they had to do like community service type deals. During the trial, Charlie Moses, Janet's paternal grandfather, um, supported the defendant, saying. We've made our peace with them. They didn't know what they were doing. Even though I told them not to go down that road, they chose to do it anyway. It was a mistake, and they're going to have to pay for it the rest of their lives anyway. I wish them well the same. So, again, I think it's a lot with this, like, the religion. Because it's hard to explain. I don't even necessarily know their belief on like life and death and mm-hmm. how they're afterlife type of you know all that yeah. stuff so i don't know if they think that her energy just was moved to something else and maybe it's not like she was like i don't know because from what they say is that it's all about energy so 
I'm not really sure what that is, so maybe it's that's you know, the difference in how you someone right, but maybe that's the difference in how he looks at it. Because if he believes the same religion, you know, whatever. This almost made uh, makuru liftings become a problem in New Zealand, where they almost outlawed them. But after consulting elders and being told that if it's done correctly. It's much safer. There's mm-hmm. better practices that they usually use. It's the same thing with, um, it's any type of form of exorcism. Right. If you do it, I'm sorry, I, exorcisms fascinate me. I, me too. It's, my favorite movie is Exorcism of Emily Rose, which if any of you have never seen that, that is an excellent movie. It is. It's filmed great. It's got a lot of suspense, but it's still like a good horror movie. It's my, it's one of my top. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a movie to watch in Halloween. See, and I like The Last Exorcism. That's a good one, too. That's one of my favorite exorcism movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. No, like, because, I mean, I only know... I've done a lot, because I am Catholic. I've done a lot of research on, like, Catholic exorcisms and, like, what it all entails. And there's actually... I mean, there's a school for exorcisms in Rome. Yep. Like, it's very... Um, and there... But... In order to actually perform an authorized exorcism, like the Pope... So many hoops you have to jump through. The Pope has to approve it. You have to get a papal papal edict, a papal edict, I think it's papal, papal edict to do an exorcism. And they have to do, you have to have a psychiatrist evaluate them, you have to have so many different evaluations before... And a doctor present when you do it, and all sorts of stuff. And they changed it. There's just so many... Like, if you... That's why, like, the like for the one that I did for... What's his motherfucking name? The first guy I did. The one that ate his wife? No, that tore her to pieces with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Like, the haste... Like, they, they decided he was possessed with a demon, and the next day they exercised him. Like, there was no... Well exercise him except for three demons yeah the three demons of murder and And like with this one the the you had the the elder look at her and say that there's obviously something that she needs to be checked out for and right well and that's it that was exactly it like he didn't give any specific things but he was like she needs to she needs she needs healing and whatever and they decided to went straight to do an unsanctioned lifting with nobody there who knew how to do it. That's right. freaking negligent homicide right there. Right. The exact word was improvised. Makutu lifting. Oh, that's what I want. Do you want it hastily organized or improvised? Which yep. which would you prefer? <laughs> which exorcism would you prefer? Oh, none of the above. Thank I want you. a proper exorcism. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting and I, I can't remember even how I found it. I think I was trying to find like something ooky spooky with a mm-hmm. with a true crime element and i can't remember but i put something in google and it was like Ooh, exorcisms you've never heard of or something yeah weird like that that was one of them but yeah rest in peace milady or in janet janet but yeah that's all i got that was a good story it's Thanks. sad but like i think it just it also shows the importance of like how it it shows how dangerous Religion can be if it's not wielded correctly. Right. Truth. Truth, truth. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've got nothing funny. Life's not funny, guys. It's a 
series of unfortunate events that we just have to suffer through together. They had to bring it down, <laughs> Nielsen. <laughs> it's just a series of unfortunate events that we have to suffer through together. Or by ourselves. Or by yourself. Eyeballs. Eyeballs. Oy vey. Oh, well, boy. I don't know. Hey, I got guess nothing. What? what? Tomorrow Chicken is butt? Halloween. It is. Happy Halloween. Hopping in the podcast time machine. Tomorrow's Halloween. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I am too. We'll show you what our costumes are when we go out on Friday. Friday. Friggity, friggity, Friday. Friggity, friggity, Friday. Bye. Hey. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and send us an email at iswthepodcast at gmail.com. And is that everything? Because I don't remember what we say at the end. Um, yes. I, I don't know what else we would say. Okay. So we'll call her good. Thank you. If you have any questions, go ahead and let us know. Cause if I, we have, didn't a, I have a question, but we didn't have an answer, so... No, I said, no, we'll call it good. That's an answer. <laughs> just not an answer with more information. Stop talking. You stop talking. You. You. Stop it. You. Your brain has a shell on it. Shut up, Richard. <laughs>